1: What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels here with The Real Hauntings Podcast. On this episode, we have a special guest host. It's Elizabeth from the In Between Podcast. Liz, thank you so much for jumping in.
2: Thank you for having me. Gotta be back
1: yeah absolutely and we have a really great guest tonight kiki has joined us i saw her video well she has lots of videos but i saw one of her videos on tiktok has millions of views and i've seen a lot i've heard a lot this is one of those stories that really grabbed me as soon as i saw it and i was like man i hope i'm able to get in touch with this person and get them on the podcast and here you are thank you so much for coming on the podcast
3: yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Awesome. Well, yeah, we're excited to have you. And one thing I want to know kind of right away before we jump into your history, we'd like to find out where people fall in the Believo meter. Zero meaning they don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale?
3: I'm like a 12. I just, <laughs> I have grown up with so many supernatural experiences because my mom is a medium that I can't deny it. And I have tried to suppress it so much of my life because <laughs> it's it's hard to wrap your head around you know but there have been way too many experiences for me to not believe like yes this is something that's actually occurring
2: so um, interesting so- I, I, yeah, I just feel like you probably have the most amazing childhood stories and then just growing up stories and then just continue on stories. I can't even imagine what it's like.
3: I mean, after my parents got divorced, I feel like is when my mom finally started feeling like she could actually explore this part of herself because for so much of her life, I mean, she, she's very much someone who has been diminished as a person. And when she got divorced, it was like, Wow, there are so many options of things that I can do and be. So she went to classes for everything. She went for like Wicca, Reiki. She's a certified Reiki master. Oh, that's awesome. Um, just trying all these different hobbies. And she started like opening herself up to these supernatural experiences that she has been having her whole life and and giving it more, more precedence because the more open you are to it, the more, the more it occurs for you. So I think that that's that's really around when I was like 10 or 12 in that range, say 11, like right in the middle, uh, is when I
2: I started having those childhood experiences. Interesting. That's so Mm. cool. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm.
1: So you said you're a 12 and those started at that early age. Was there something specific that got you to that point where you're like, yes, spirits, ghosts are absolutely real?
3: Yes. So one of the stories I, I tell... On my TikTok, and and this is this is the perfect time for us to um, talk about this because I actually got to spend time with just my mom and my sisters um, for the first time in like a decade because we have kids, husbands, all these things. So we went on a trip and we actually got to talking um, about our haunted house. I, I tell the story on TikTok, but I'll go more in depth because now I have more information because I got to like refresh it with my mom and my sisters. Um, so we lived in Vernon Hills, Illinois, it was a newly developed property. I don't think it had anyone living in it before us. I think it was that newly developed, but something that like is recurring in my childhood is every time we lived in a house, the front room was completely empty. It was kind of poetic. Like, like our, our lives weren't completely together. Like my parents were in a broken marriage. Like it, like an author would just love that shit. (laughs) This front room had vaulted ceilings and it was white walls, white carpet, this beautiful home, just no furniture in it whatsoever. So my sisters actually had experiences that aligned with mine, but like all of our relationships were so tumultuous at the beginning of my parents' divorce that like we didn't communicate what was happening. So... I started having nightmares about the front room, about, um, the top of the vaulted ceiling opening up and this hand coming down and picking me up and then pulling me through. And then I would wake up like in a cold sweat. So one day my little sister, she's adopted. Um, she spoke Mandarin up until the point that we adopted her and she was starting to learn English but she didn't really know enough where she could communicate with us. Like she took her toys into the front room. She played in the middle of the front room. And that night she came down with like an 104 degree fever. Mm. Um, And she was like coming in and out of consciousness. My mom's oh, like geez. trying to, yeah. My mom is like trying to bring her to, and she clear as day. Can I swear in this podcast? Yes we allow we she, Claire's fucking day she looks up at my mom and she goes the door is open and we're like what oh what god. do you mean like you're you're speaking full this is terrifying yeah. yeah so my mom goes like can you can you close it baby can you close the door and she goes i can't and then she goes out of consciousness again oh my god <laughs> mm. yes so My mom takes her to the hospital and she like is is staying with her. She's like doing Reiki with her. And in like 10 minutes of being out of the house, she stabilizes. Oh, so the doctors go ahead and they treat her like it was pneumonia because they did get her vitals when she got in and they were like, these are concerning vitals. And they wanted to keep her overnight. So my mom and my sister stayed overnight with her. And, you know, they had a really hard time sleeping because like the uh, emergency room, like they're in a wing of the emergency room and there's like chattering. Like one thing that they said was there's like babies crying. They can't go to sleep. Um, The nurse comes and checks on them the next morning and is like, hey, how'd you guys sleep? And they were like, oh, you know, like emergency rooms are so loud, like the baby's crying, all this. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like no one else has been in this wing of the emergency room the entire night. Hmm. Later to find out that, so my older sister knew that my parents were getting divorced before I did, and my mom was sleeping in a room, and they would hear things like chains rattling and people speaking, yes, um, and that, hmm. that goes into a whole nother story I have. So put a pin in that one. This house had so many insane things happening in it. Um, like, I, I don't know why, but I was like mortified to sleep in my bedroom by myself. Like it just had really negative energy. And and I wasn't open to this because my mom wasn't telling us like, Oh, I'm a medium by the way, this is happening. We were just feeling it. So this is the part of the story I didn't put on TikTok because I didn't have all the full information. And I like okay. to like, call and reconfirm before i tell these stories because i don't want to just be spreading bullshit right. uh, there's there's already enough like discrediting in the supernatural wor- world but my mom did her first clearing on this house this was the first property that she cleared and she actually ended up in the future getting hired to clear houses for real estate agents My older sister was there and what they did is like they strategically placed candles around the house and they lit them. And my mom like gave everything permission to leave the house. And my older sister is like as skeptic as they come. She said that it was like wind was blowing through the entire house to the point where all the candles went out and nothing ever happened in the house again.
1: So when you're watching like, A TV show or a movie that's about a haunted house, and you see like stuff like that happen, or you just like, yep, that's probably that's probably how it went down because that sounds so wild that Mm -hmm. she's doing this cleansing of the home, and there's like wind blow. You you know, I mean, that's like super dramatic, and yes, even though it sounds like it had a positive outcome, Mm -hmm. getting to that outcome would kind of freak me out. I mean. At what point did you learn that that took place in the home?
3: Uh, probably when I was a couple years older. Um, okay. just oh. because my my relationship to the supernatural, and I'll go back to your TV question, but um, my relationship to the supernatural world is, I mean, like I feel like this is relatable. I'm very mentally ill. I have a hard enough time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anxiety,
2: depression. Um, can you please stand up? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
3: Um, I'm I'm bipolar. So I already have a hard enough time grounding myself in reality. So I try to separate myself from it as much as possible. But with what you had said about like TV depictions, I definitely feel like they're dramatized. Of course they are, you know, they they really want to. So sometimes I'll see, I'm trying to think of like an accurate depiction I've seen, but it's hard because I don't want to say like certain things that are depicted are impossible, but like when we're talking about exorcisms and stuff, I, I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I we have. always
1: hear that Haunting on Hill House is like pretty close to what people have experienced.
2: I'm going to write that down. I don't think I've actually... That show seems a little too spooky for me. <laughs>
1: yeah. If you like <laughs> scary stuff, it's really well done. It's, it's well written and it's one of those... My, I think uh, my issue with a lot of horror genre is there's no heart in it. Like you see these things happen to all these characters, you don't really care, you know, which can be okay if it's, if it's, it, you know, if you're just going in for like a popcorn movie or whatever. But the way they do their narrative and their stories, you know, not only is there a ton of suspense and jump scares, you know, the, there's also, you may cry at certain points. You may feel a lot of joy or whatever. Um, and I think that's why people enjoy that show so much. But the ghost in it, we've heard from, you know, we've been doing this for three years from a multitude of guests, like, oh, that's the one that they get it. Like somebody on that show has been haunted or they've done their research, you know, one or the two.
3: I I will check it out. I haven't seen it. I I like scary stuff to a point or like i'm intrigued by barbarian that one movie that just came out but Mm. i'm afraid it's going to be too frightening i have a cap (laughs) if that makes sense there's there's a limit
2: for me
1: but yeah for sure
2: i have a quick question so did you guys ever find out if there was why that house had so much negative energy and evilness like just evil energy bad energy or it's just one of those weird things or it was just maybe the catalyst to help your mother step into her power finally or something
3: I think it was the catalyst geographically it was on somebody told us and and this again like I think this is a cop out someone was like this is on a native american burial ground and I'm like I don't think indigenous people lived here so I yeah it it felt like a cop out that was the yeah. only reason that we were given but I do think that I think that that house had to have negative energy, not only for her to step into our power, but our family to diverge in the way that it needed to go. Mm-hmm. So I am appreciative of it, was a little traumatizing. <laughs> I'll get over it.
2: So <laughs> oh. yeah, not laughing, but I'm just, yeah. <sighs> no, yeah, you can laugh. Please <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Bless you.
1: Well, it I would love to 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 just jump right into the story that, introduced you to me, um, which was came up on my for you page, as I'm looking for spooky content for the podcast. Can you share with us that story? And then of course, I have questions about it as we go.
3: Yeah, of course. Um, I actually, I can't believe that that blew up. I was trying to like make that quietly while my fiance was sleeping. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, whoa, shit. <laughs> um,
1: Who knew you had such a good singing voice? You know.
3: Oh. Thank you. <laughs> no,
2: it was, it was, it was awesome. And it, it flowed very well.
3: Bravo. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I got a lot of comments that were like, you have terrible tempo. And I was like, thanks. That's <laughs> great. Thank you. We'll um, see. You try to do this. Yeah, yeah. You try to, you, you entertain the people. I don't right. want to. Hear <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So my mom at that point, uh, she had been practicing for a couple of years. She actually, she found a medium and she formally studied with him, um, his name is meldor he helps out solve the brown chicken murders um so she finally had gotten to the place where she had like passed through his program like built a clientele and she was taking clients in our kitchen and this one client that she had her son tragically died um as a teenager or i think he was a preteen actually and she was like look this one is really sensitive get your snacks now, do not come downstairs, no matter what you do. So um, I was a teenager, I was broke, I went upstairs to record Blue Christmas for my dad as a Christmas gift. And I had gotten new equipment, and it was working so well, Um, new software, I had just restarted my computer. So there's literally no reason why this should have happened. But I recorded it, after I had set everything up, they're they're in the session, I recorded it and it started playing back like fragmented and like my voice was augmented to sound demonic. Ew. Yes. I hated it. Scared the shit out of me. So I like <laughs> sure. took my headphones off and I ran down the stairs. And I was like, mom, I am so sorry. I know you said not to interrupt, but like this, I, I had something really scary happen and I need to talk about it. And she said that she had lost the spirit for three minutes. Th- w- three minutes that's how long a song is so I told her what happened and this woman was like what what kind of music were you playing and I told her Christmas music and she started crying and she was like he hates Christmas music so much he has always hated Christmas music oh yes so um he came back later, like when I had left and was like, yeah, yeah, mom, I messed with her. Like, cause I guess like when Christmas music would come on, he would like skip it or turn off the radio. He'd always, he's he'd always tamper with it. So the fact that he had come and tampered with my recording was not out of character for this, this child. And then the recording actually, cause I forgot this in the video, I went upstairs and my laptop had restarted. So I don't have the recording. I wouldn't have it. It was, it was, 11 years ago but like it was gone oh
1: yeah I was gonna ask you if you had it in like a Dropbox or something I was like please have the recording somewhere
2: (laughs) I wish I wish but it was like I can only imagine how like terrifying that must have sounded because like the 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 sound I have in my head yeah I would I would have freaked out like ah
3: (laughs) yeah no and I mean like I had like the clear sound headphones of it playing back so it was just I wish I had the recording. I've been asked so many times if I have the recording, but it was on, like, it was so long ago that I don't even think I would have retained it anyways.
1: And did that ever happen again?
3: No. Wow. Yeah.
1: And so you you said it sounded demonic. Was it the fact that it was kind of broken up the way it was? And then, I mean, was your your voice just completely altered in the recording? Can you kind of tell us a little bit more about that?
3: Yes. So all of the track was taken down a key and then it would chop in and out. And my voice was dropped Mm
1: -hmm. Uh
3: and it, and it was also like fragmented. So it like the whole thing fragmented, it changed keys. Um, I have a very pretty singing voice. It was not very pretty. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's really kind of what it sounded like is is just the the choppiness, the change in tone. Um, It didn't sound like me. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: did it it give you relief or fear when your mom explained to you what might have happened?
3: I was probably in fight or flight for the next like 12 hours, but then afterwards I thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: This episode of The Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries.
3: And how he rose from nothing to become
1: New York's King of the Egg Cream.
0: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Liz, I don't know if you've ever experienced any kind of audio ghost or spirit. Have you ever experienced anything like that?
2: I'm not sure. Okay, so to be honest, my friend who is like really big in a tarot and like really in touch with that kind of energy, and um, I, don't know, I try to work on. I'm very intuitive. She always says that she thinks I have the energy to like be open to that, like because of what happened to me a couple of years ago, and it gives me. Th- I'm just not ready to accept that if that's the truth, because I'm just a scaredy cat. So things have happened, but I ignore them because I just don't want to think about it. But I, it's not so much that sounds, but it's just like things always constantly turning on and like, or just, I don't know, it's always like a power thing with me. So I get, I kind of got this like weird it's not weird, but this like thing now where I'll, uh, before we leave the house, like if we leave the apartment or something, I turn all the breakers off or like, you know, the ascension cords or something. Cause I don't know. I'm just weird. I don't know. I have this weird thing You're about power, weird. but it's cause it's always like, you know, it's not like it's flickering, but like the TV or the, or the, the stereo or something like that. It's always like going on and off. And I'm just like, I'm just going to ignore that. I'm just going to Well, in the like episode just... that
1: I think maybe we posted this past Monday or the Monday before the guest told the story how their her father's phone or the phone rang in her parents' bedroom. And this is, would have been back in like the nineties when people had phones. <laughs> <You>
0: <laughs> yes, know, sure. it, a in phone in the their wall. bedroom.
1: <laughs> um and it and it kept asking for a nurse, kept asking for and the the dad got so fed up, he unplugged the phone. He was like, Enough. And you know, unplugged the for the younger part of our audience, we used to have wires that would <laughs> run into our phone from the wall uh, and you can oh, unplug yeah. it. And then people could not call you. Well, then the phone rang again after it was unplugged and the voice asked for Ed, which was her father's n- name. And she said, she didn't quite know what was going on because she was younger, but she walked by her dad's uh, or she walked by the garage and her dad had like a setup in there with like tools or whatever. And he was beating the phone with a bat. <laughs> and she was like, dad, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. And then later she found out that that was why he destroyed the phone, which really creeped me out hearing that story. No,
2: that's terrifying. Yeah,
1: I've had a couple things with audio. Some of them have been on the podcast, which our audience knows. But the lady's voice through Cat and JJ's apartment, which is was super creepy. That
2: no, was, uh, absolutely not. Yeah, no. And then
1: I was editing an episode really early on when we were at a, a frequent guest, Devin, We were at his house, and there was just this he was talking about the spirit that lived in the house. And the only way I can describe it is it sounded like bass, just pure bass It started low as bass does. And it raised um, its power, like the volume of it. And then it dipped back down as he was talking about that spirit. And, and um, kind of like Kiki said, I did the same thing. I threw the headphones off, like as, cause I was editing and I was like, what, you know, threw that off. And then one of the more odd things, which, Now that we know more about like spoofing with phones and stuff, it could probably be explained that way. But probably 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago, I was at work and my phone rang and it was my number from my old phone back in Mississippi. My old cell phone that I'd had for like forever until I moved to Atlanta. And I answered it and I was like, hello, hello. And it was just like, And it was just like static, like somebody trying to talk, but I couldn't hear them. And I hung up and I went back to the call log and had my name in it because that number was still in there from my old phone. And I was like, what the heck? And I was like, what do I do? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call it back and see what happens. And a lady answered it. And she was like, I didn't call you. I didn't call you. And she hung up on me. And I was just like, what if that was my future or past self calling to give me some warning or you know whatever but that was super bizarre and that one has always kind of stuck with me now i know that like people spoof numbers pretty regularly so i don't know if that was just some early tech for that or what but kind of strange kind of weird but those are the only experiences i've had with like a audio uh, type spirit or ghost situation well, Kiki, so your mom is a medium, she's had these experiences and you have had experiences through her, or you, you know, you obviously heard things in the home. Have you ever seen a visual like apparition before?
3: Um, again, with mental illness, that's hard for me to tell you because I I also I I do have PTSD. So I can't tell if things are an apparition or if it's if it's a trauma switch. So um God, I wish I don't know why I called him my fiance my my husband. Um he uh he will have experiences like when we're sleeping where he will see things and I will start talking in my sleep corresponding to the event that's happening. No.
1: Ew. Yes. Oh. That's amazing.
3: I I think like most recently we started feeling some really bad negative like energy in the house. And he looked in the doorway and I don't remember what he saw, but I started laughing in my sleep and I remember doing it, but not being in control of it. And he was like, what are you laughing about? And I was like, I don't know. (sighs) Or we'll have like weird energy in
2: the house and we'll wake up saying the same thing.
1: Well, it certainly sounds like you two are connected
2: oh yeah yeah (laughs) okay so it's so he's he's into the the spooky stuff the paranormal stuff so how did you guys meet like did you was like hey nice to meet you my mom's a medium you into that like
1: (laughs) her mom conjured him up and he just
2: (laughs) (laughs) kind of I mean
3: he's that part she might pay him I don't know oh stop Um. it (laughs) uh I think like after so we were a COVID relationship okay Um, we met pre COVID. I thought that he was 19. I wanted nothing to do with him. <laughs> and then when we started like seeing each other at the beginning of COVID, when I figured out that he was actually 30, um, <laughs> oh, within God. the first week I was like, these spooky things have happened to me. And he was like, these spooky things have happened to me because I I've, I've dated people before who are so afraid of the supernatural that it almost, is kind of a deal breaker for me. Oh, for sure. This is such a huge part of my life. If I can't talk to you about like Absolutely. my mom, yeah, it's a deal breaker.
2: And you're very intuitive, so and in, in touch with that sense. You know what I mean. So like, it's going to be a part of your life, rather yes. even just past your mom. So it's like, I, I totally understand that.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Is your mom a psychic as well, or or, or just a medium?
3: No. Uh, And a lot of the people who have been reaching out to her on her website are like, can you tell the future? And she's like, absolutely not. (laughs) So (laughs) she, she is not a psychic. She has done some things where I'm like, like one time when I was 15... I got my hands on a bottle of UV blue and before <laughs> me and my friends started drinking she called me and she was like I know you're going to be drinking tonight I'm picking you up stuff what? like that you know okay as a teenager it really sucked but now that I'm an adult I'm like that's actually pretty cool I I would say that she's in tune to the people around her but I would not say that she's a psychic no
1: I had a dream that one of my friends got a tattoo and this friend and I used to be super super close and now we just see each other you know, maybe once every couple of months or whatever. And uh I asked her when I saw her, I was like, Hey, have you gotten a tattoo since we saw each other? And she was like, No. And I was like, Are you thinking about getting a tattoo? And she's like, Quit fishing. I didn't get a tattoo. I like, okay. <laughs> I was like, dang, I thought I had powers for a minute, but I guess I don't. <laughs> that's well, funny. that's that's all like very interesting. This is a, a unique perspective that we haven't really had on the podcast before. So as you grow older, is this something that you hope eventually happens to you? Or are you okay not having um, these medium abilities like your mother?
3: Um, I am already tired of being intuitive. Like most recently, I was, um, I live off of an interstate and I was turning across the interstate and I made a really like dicey cut because I had like an image of my head of the truck approaching me from behind ramming into me. So I just split second (sighs) panicked and made a dicey cut and that truck ran through where I was and then went into that, Mm. that divot between. So like something told me I was going to get rear-ended and like those things are nice. But then I, again, go into fight or flight for like 12 hours or like me and my husband, when we wake up saying the same thing, it's like, cool, I'm not going to sleep for two days, (laughs) you know? So (laughs) I, I, appreciate and I'm grateful for those like warning signs I get, but I don't think that I could ha- have the capacity to be a bridge between those two worlds. I think it would be absolutely. Community. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It does seem like a lot to take on, I guess over time mediums, especially ones who are practicing, learn how to really. Harness the ability to kind of, I hate to use the word, turn it off and on, but at least mm-hmm. find a happy medium, huh, uh, <laughs> between <laughs> what they're doing. Well, before we kind of uh, wrap up, are there any other stories or experiences you would like to share with our audience?
2: I was gonna say, do you have any other kind of gnarly things like that? I Anything have a observed? scary one and I have a fun one. Scary. Oh, wait. One. Yeah, what? let's definitely lead with scary so we can end on a fun note.
3: Okay, cool. So I was thinking about this one. I was like, man, what what is a story that I could tell on the podcast that I haven't told on my TikTok? Um, so I'm very against Ouija boards, very, very, very oh. heavily against them. And my uh, roommate's boyfriend at the time, who I had been friends with in high school, knew that. And he went and he played with a Ouija board in the dorm before he came over to our house. Oh God. And he didn't tell me because he knew that I would be pissed off. So something that I had given him prior to that experience is he was like, I have some negative energy and I'm not like, terribly like, oh yes, crystals solve everything. But I think that the intention that you give someone with it can help. Like I'm I'm very big on intention. So I gave him a piece of selenite before he went and did that, um, not knowing he was gonna go do that. And he came over and it was out of his jacket. So he eventually I had this dream. He didn't tell me yet I had this dream and I was talking to a man named Jack. And Jack threw up the rock that I had given my roommate's boyfriend, put it on our kitchen table, and left. And the next morning, they find the rock on the kitchen table that had been missing out of his jacket. We would have seen it before because the table was always empty it wasn't there the night before and I was like oh my god that's so weird I had this dream that I talked to this man Jack and he put the rock back on the table and he freaks out and he's like oh my god I'm so sorry I played with a Ouija board and I was talking to a man named Jack (laughs) so that, that one's
2: terrifying.
3: Yeah. That one freaked me mm. out because with Ouija boards, you don't know what you're getting, yeah. you know, you don't know what you're opening yourself up to. So I was a little dicey about that one for a while. Oh, and yeah. what was
1: it you said you gave him for protection?
3: Selenite. It's, it's like the, the, it's like white and, and translucent and gradient.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's supposed to, and I've seen this happen before we had oh my God, I just remembered another story, our haunted doorway, but we had like a haunted doorway in our apartment. And the thing about selenite is when it absorbs negative energy, it's supposed to take on a calcified look. All the selenite in the right side of our apartment calcified across, and then all the other sides of selenite facing the left did not calcify. (laughs) And the right side was where we had this doorway that we had a spirit living in.
1: So- and what made you feel like there was a spirit in the doorway
3: so separately one of my husband's friends came over and was like there's a little like there's a little girl living in your hallway and she's waiting for someone to come get her and i was i didn't know that until my mom came over after i moved in and was like oh my god there's a little girl living in your hallway and mike was like no way like like my friend said that there was you know so two separate intuitive people
2: confirmed that oh we my just gosh didn't... it's amazing you know and i also was just thinking like how it's really cool that you have this community that you're all like like-minded and and mm-hmm. i don't know it's really cool again that's it's... why it was a deal breaker <laughs> <laughs> i love
3: it
1: though yeah and so was your mom able to help the little girl or did yeah, she just so get sucked up by the crystal
3: oh, I, I don't know if that's how it works <laughs>
1: Um, it's not like ghostbusters. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, just- no,
3: no, no. Um, she just left her. She wanted to be left mm. and sometimes they want to be left. Um, and that's, that's okay.
1: so interesting. Cause I interviewed somebody on the podcast literally last night that that episode will go up this Monday, but their whole thing was they had a spirit attached to them. That was a little girl who was looking for her family. And then you just say that. <laughs> That, oh, wow. It's just it's really weird <laughs> uh, coincidence, I guess. But yeah, yeah. super interesting. You know, it, it, you've had a lot of things happen that have been able to be, be uh, independently verified through multiple people having experiences. And I think that's one of the cooler things that we've seen on the podcast where, it's, you know, obviously we love any kind of story we can get, whether it's yeah. a isolated incident or if people have um, other people that have experienced the same thing. But you really seem to have been surrounded by the supernatural basically your whole life. Um, and I know you mentioned you had a, a fun, maybe uplifting uh, spirit ghost story for us as we <laughs> clo- wrap up.
3: Yeah, yeah. I told this one on uh, my TikTok, but it's it's one of my favorites. It starts out with my mom, but then the rest is all me and my roommates. Um, so I, I moved into me and my best friends lived in a house on campus for four years. Um, And the first week we moved in, my mom went into the back room to take a nap and she's like, I I can't sleep. There's like a spirit here, but he's super fun. He like just wants to hang out with you guys. He doesn't (laughs) want to cross over. He just wants to hang out. And I was like, oh, cool. So this was was before Stranger Things. We hung up string lights and we were like, all right, we're going to talk to you through the string lights, blink once for yes and twice for no. So we would ask him questions like, do you like this color? Do you like the weather? You know, it, it ended up being a party trick to the point where like, people would like come over, get high and talk to my lights.
2: <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs>
3: so we asked him one day, we were like, can we call you Tuscany George? And he was like, yeah. So Tuscany George not only talk to us through the lights he would move our stuff around it was a fun little game for him um and what an epic name yeah I, we we went it was theater school right um actually our house was called the grand nudapest hotel that's how that's how eccentric it was in that place but awesome um a
1: place like my, that does it should come with a ghost i feel like
2: right especially yeah, one named tuscany, tuscany george. george
3: absolutely yeah. <laughs> so my friend matt he is a very spiritual person um like very multidisciplined. um he lives in japan now um, as a translator he has a a prayer it's an indigenous prayer tattooed on one of his feet and one day he like came over we played katan he goes to go home and he can find the shoe for the foot that has the prayer on it but he can't find the other shoe. So we spend like 45 minutes tearing up the house so he can walk home. And at the end, he's he's an earthy guy. He's like, I'll just walk home barefoot, whatever. Um, the next morning we found his shoe next to the door where it, he would have left it, where he would have left it. So he just liked to have fun with us. And I mean, he ended up, I, my mom was like, yeah, he's still here when I moved out he just wanted to chill, hang out there. He liked the house and we had a good time with him. He was, he was literally a party trick and the string lights never blinked unless you were talking to them. Never, Hmm. ever. So yeah. Wow.
1: That's really cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing those stories. All of them were very interesting and different, uh, fun, scary, spooky in in their own way. And that's Certainly what we're looking for in the month of October, but that's also Absolutely. what we're looking for in every month, because all we do is release ghost stories. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, where can our audience, because I'm sure they're going to want to check out your content after hearing you on the podcast, where, where can they find your TikToks?
3: My name is Kiki K I K I Rough R O U G H. Yes, that is my name. Yes, it sounds like a porn handle. It is not. It is just medium stories, Kiki Rough. So (laughs) she doesn't like it
1: rough. She likes it medium. Kiki Rough. That's an
0: epic name. too. I love (laughs) it. Kiki Rough. I'm
3: gonna go Um, tell my husband that one.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, that's uh, your your TikTok's really fun, and uh, my I was actually I was showing my wife. I was like, Hey, this is a guest we got. No one go. This is a guest we have coming on tonight, and she really enjoyed looking through your content, which she's a huge skeptic. So that's about the biggest compliment I can give our guest. Is my wife enjoys? Yeah, absolutely. And Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on and co hosting. It is always such a joy to see you. Hopefully, I'll be seeing you on Sunday. Uh, We can talk about that in a minute. But where can our guest find your podcast, your Instagram, everything they need to know about what you have going on and support you?
2: Well, thank you for that. Well, uh, you can listen to me everywhere. You listen to your podcasts. It's the In Between podcast, uh, dash between, in, in between. And it's all about navigating life's in-betweens, quirky, fun, mental health, chitter chatter. But you can find me on Instagram at pod, And um, I guess I can say I'm on TikTok, but uh, I don't post too often. So it's yeah. pretty boring, but it's uh, the In Between podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so with that, I'm Noah Daniels.
2: I'm Elizabeth Jeannie And I'm Kiki Ruff.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.